Welcome to Add Bible, an audio daily devotion from the Israel Project. Alan J. Huth shares a Bible passage with comments from over 35 years of his personal Bible reading journals and applies the Word of God to our daily lives. Today we are in Acts 4, and I'm going to read all 37 verses of Acts 4. Acts chapter 4. And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, By what power, or by what name, do you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to men, you must judge, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. For all were praising God for what had happened. For the man of whom the sign of healing was performed was more than forty years old. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats, and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretched out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. 
And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were given their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to each as any had need. Thus Joseph, who was also called the Apostle Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. When I read this passage back in 1992, a couple of verses really touched me. For example, verse 10. If we go back and look at that verse, it says, Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. And so Peter and John gave all the glory to Jesus Christ for the healing of the beggar in chapter 3. The next verse that really stuck out to me is verse 12. This is one of those great power verses in Scripture. Acts 4.12 says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And I wrote back then, No other name. You know, today, that's a tough statement, isn't it, for a lot of people. You probably have seen the bumper sticker that I've seen that says, Coexist. And it's got the symbols of all the different religions around the world. But this verse is totally contrary to that sticker. There is only one name by which men must be saved, and that's the name of Jesus. Now that goes contrary to most people's beliefs today because the pressure is to be all-inclusive and tolerant of all beliefs. But we have to be biblical. And Acts 4.12, one of those great verses you may want to look up when you have time, says... Again, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now, that's not some doctrine made up by the church. That's biblical truth. The next verse I highlighted back in my journal was verse 14. John and Peter spoke the truth. In verse 14, it says, But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. And that's true. When we speak biblical truth, it's truth. And usually there's nothing to say after that. So it's our obligation to know the Word of God and to speak biblical truth into the hearts of people. Even those religious leaders of that day were hearing the truth of the Word of God. Remember in verse 17, they admonished John and Peter to, quote, "...speak no more to anyone in this name." And don't you love Peter and John's response in verse 19 and 20? But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. In other words, they were saying, No can do. We can't do it. We cannot not speak in the name of Jesus. Now, so often today, it's a battle between whether we listen to the voices of men or the voices of God. And certainly, it's going to get harder to stand for the Lord and against the culture of our day. But for Peter and John, it was no easier, and it won't be easy for us either. But we have to take that stand as Christians. 
And as we do, we need to do it in love like they did. After getting grilled by the religious leaders of that day, they went back to their friends and they reported all these things. And they counted it all joy to be persecuted for the name of Jesus. And then they prayed in verse 29 and they said, And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. You know, in the face of threats, they prayed for more boldness. Praise God. We hope that's our attitude today, too. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's not easy for me. Probably not easy for you. But we need to be bold for the Lord. And the last verse I highlighted in my journal in 1992 was verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. And I did make a little note in my journal then. I wrote, all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness doesn't say there that they began to speak in other tongues like the other time. Just a thought as we continue through the book of Acts. In my journal from 2007, and by the way, we had just been on a cruise as we were starting the book of Acts. We were cruising the Mexican Riviera, and I made a note in my journal that we were back in the port in Los Angeles. So we just completed a great trip, a great cruise, and I continued to read the scriptures even on that vacation. So I was reading the book of Acts as we pulled into Los Angeles that morning, and I wrote, Peter and John were jailed for healing a man. They were told not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. And they responded, For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. That's verse 20. You know, we just went over that. But it took Holy Spirit boldness for them to share the good news. And I wrote, Help me be more bold about which I have seen and heard. Forgive me if I fail to witness for you. The reason that was on my mind is because on these cruises, sometimes you get dinner table assignments and sometimes you choose and sometimes you have open seating. And I remember now as I was reading my journal that on that cruise, we ended up sitting with two Jewish folks from New York and another couple. I don't remember their names, but it was like Bob and Bill. Yeah, so we had a gay couple at our table and two Jews. And when it got around to everybody asking what everybody did, everybody shared on that first day. But when it got to me, they never asked. And so I never shared the ministry of the Ezra Project or the Gideons with our table guests. So I wrote in my journal that last day that I had taken testaments to the table to share with them. And this is what I wrote in my prayer. And that's why I was concerned about me failing to witness for Jesus. I wrote in my journal, did I fail to witness at the dinner table? Again, that was with that Jewish couple and that gay couple. Or did you not open a door? I will never know. I prayed for them. I asked for a chance. I took testaments with me, but it didn't happen. If it's my fault, I say I'm sorry. Give them another chance. So that's what I wrote in my journal that day. So I guess I say, as I battle with this, probably like you do, I battle to be a good witness for the Lord. And as Peter and John in this chapter spoke with boldness, may I speak with boldness for the Lord when asked and when he opens a door. Father, we bow before you today. We thank you for this chapter and these great verses, like there's no other name by which men must be saved but your name. And though we may not like that, that's what your word says. It's one way, Jesus. And our job is then to share, like they did, with boldness, with people around us, 
and see people come to saving faith in you. Lord, today, embolden us. Maybe you'll bring someone across our path and you'll give us an opportunity to share our own faith and belief in Jesus. We pray it in your name. Amen. Now, we usually close with the prayer like that, but today I want to offer an additional thought. That if that opportunity were to happen to you today and you were unsure of what you might say or do, one good way is just to share your own testimony. I found that to be successful. You don't need a sermon. You don't need to preach. You just need to say, this is what happened to me in my life. And then you invite them to have a similar experience. So maybe you'll find some comfort in that. Just share your testimony, how you came to faith in Jesus, what he means to you, and then maybe give them the opportunity to do the same. May God bless your day today. Amen.